So I normally do this thing whenever I'm with people in a casual setting where whenever they ask me what this podcast is about, normally after I tell them it's about love, sex and relationships, I usually just go ahead and say, you know, pretty much fucking, fucking and more fucking. And normally that kind of comes out as a joke, except when it actually becomes an episode of its own, which is this episode. I feel like there's a lot more sex talk that's gonna be around this episode than I normally do. So as usual, y'all know what to do. Listener discretion is advised. If you know you're playing it on a speaker and there's people that may not be as receptive or are not supposed to be listening to such shit like kids, you know, you can obviously tell them to fuck off or you can switch to earphones. But at least I've warned you beforehand. But let me try starting off with something that isn't sexual. So A pair of Georgia siblings have been awarded $1.7 billion from Ford after a car crash killed their parents. Now, I'm gonna be particularly honest, when I read this story, when I read the headline, when I kinda thought about it, you know, you kinda have to feel a little bit sad for the kids because this kinda feels like a W, but it's not, but it's kinda like, but it's not. Because when you consider the kind of money that the siblings have gotten, like you kind of have to think about, you know, considering that they got all this money, is it that it's, you know, or, but should we, like, you get what I'm saying, right? It's actually a bit of a tough place to kind of think about where the family is, like where these two siblings are. Now, granted, they're about 50-something years old, like they're in their mid-50s, so, you know, even though they're siblings, it's not like they're technically young or anything, but you kind of think about it. You lost your parents, but you were awarded one of the largest lump sums of cash for damages in the state of Georgia, hell, maybe even in the US, possibly even the world, but it came at the cost of your parents. Like, that is a very, very awkward place to be, regardless of which kind of normal person you are, because I think it's only a madman that would celebrate that shit, or if your parents were extremely abusive and some shit. Like, I'd probably say that that is one of the toughest positions that a human being can be, where it's like you've won, but you've lost. But all in all, it's not like they're actually taking home all 1.7 billion. Apparently, under the Georgia state law, 70% of the the earnings from the case is actually supposed to go back to the Georgia state. So they're going home with about $425 million, which is a fuck ton of money. Regardless of how old you are, like $425 million US is a lot of money. When you think about it in Kenya shillings and, you know, you think about the billions that are stolen every day, it might not seem like that much, but it's actually a lot of money. And if they do actually get awarded the cash, then of course, they probably might not even live to enjoy most of that cash. So their kids and possibly even their grandkids might actually end up enjoying the biggest bulk of it. Although considering that it was actually the jury that decided on this figure, I have questions. Like, how the hell did they get to 1.7 billion? 1.7 billion seems like a pretty incomplete number for you to get to. Because if you say, you know, 1 billion, 1.2, 1.5, 1.82 billion, like, All of those sound like particularly complete figures because most people will be drawn towards like even numbers and complete-ish sounding numbers. But 1.7, like were these guys busy just sitting chilling as like a group of jurors and they're like, guys, um, so should we go to 1 billion? And then they're like, no, no, no. And then some old lady just stands up and is like, Uh, I just want to find out how old is the youngest grandson. And then all of a sudden, one of those people is like, I know the family. Uh, he's about 17 years old. And then all of a sudden, woman is like, 
Take that and multiply it by a hundred million because Ford is a big company and they need to pay back what it is they owe. Those people's parents' lives are priceless. And all of a sudden, they decide, you know what, fuck it, yep, let's make it 1.7 billion. Although at this point, I don't know if it would actually still be classified as blood money to a certain degree. Because, you know, a couple of people had to die so that the kids got the money. You feel me? But anyways, let me stop making gory conclusions and just move on to shit. Because this isn't a crime podcast. This is a podcast that talks about love, sex, and relationships. And it's called Break Time on West Side for a reason. And I usually like to start it in my very particular fashion. Why I start by saying... Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who is about to start suing OnlyFans for leaking his fake sex tape because clearly people are getting money out of companies out here. Like, I might as well jump on the bandwagon and shit. He's a man who likes his women the same exact way he likes his yogurt. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, then it's okay. I'll repeat it for you. And if you do know the drill, but you're not going to say it, it's still okay. Because it's a simple way of how it is that you can contribute to the making of Tweet Street each and every week by submitting the many different tweets that you see that you feel like we should discuss. And it's a pretty simple drill and it sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet? You like that tweet? You want us to discuss that tweet? You send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at Bagaka, the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG, it is at Breaktime on West Side. You can slide into the DMs there if it happens to be a screenshot or a screen grab that just so happened to have ended up there that was taken from Twitter, and I will be more than happy to take it from there and handle it accordingly. Now, for those of you all that might be unaware of the current situation at the time, on Breaktime on West Side, this is the final episode of Tweet Street. Season 9 comes to a close and I get to go on a break and everything and it might seem unfortunate but it's particularly fortunate because at least I get a chance to rest and I don't get to you know continue doing episodes feeling all burnt out and shit so possibly I might just come with funnier jokes but for those of you all that don't know normally between the seasons whenever I'm on break there's usually this very short series that I normally do called Raw Zone and it's usually just me talking about one particular topic for about 10 to 15 minutes you know just to kind of keep the conversation going and not leaving some of y'all that are used to getting the episode every Tuesday and Friday sort of just all hanging dry and everything, you know? So if there is anything that you'd like me to talk about, I still have one or two spots left, so you can very easily send it to me via the Facebook, IG, or Twitter handles. The DMs are always open. And now we do have quite a number of tweets to discuss. It's probably about three or four of them, and there's a few things that I want to get off my chest just before we get there. Now, first of all, last week, I sort of forgot to mention this, but last week, there was a rumor floating around about an alleged Lori Harvey sex tape. Now, people were going all through the internet. People were asking everyone else on IG, on Twitter, and people were busy scouring around and shit. And I'm sure a bunch of people got a couple of viruses from that shit and lost a bunch of their personal details busy looking for it. And I kind of found it a bit odd because I don't get why it is that people are still on like celebrity sex tapes and shit. Because personally, I feel like we've had our fill of it. Like, there was the whole Kim K one, and that was big, and there's the other ones before that that didn't become as famous, and then, you know, after Kim K's, you know, there's other sex tapes that have come out and shit, and some were good, and some were just meh, but at the end of the day, 
I feel like sex tapes involving celebrities are a little bit overblown right now. Like it's a bit of an overhype. Yes, you're seeing them get shagged or shag. Like what else is there? Like you can probably get better angles from like porn and shit. Like yes, it's raunchy material and it involves a famous person so it possibly might have some value but I honestly do not see where people get their liking of such shit. Because even when you look at the ones that have supposedly been leaked online and shit, like they're not particularly great quality and it's not like the angles are particularly that good. And I know it sounds like I'm nitpicking but just bear with me for a second. When you look at the Kim K sex tape, which I feel like the largest majority of us that are above the age of 20 have probably seen. If you're going to look at the Kim K sex tape, there was a lot of interesting shots and everything and you know, it kind of looked like they were trying to make a sex tape. You know, like that made sense and you know, they were having fun, they were young and shit, blah blah blah. But when you look at a lot of the others that came out, like it's not like there was anything particularly great. Like some of them looked good in some angles but for the most part it wasn't even all that great in terms of the view you know the camera was shaking and shit like i viewed a bunch of these things and they're not even all that great like honestly speaking if you really did want to get your rocks off i feel like you going to the hub or some other pawn site and going for like the hd shit would probably work a hell of a lot better than you going and looking for a celebrity sex tape Yes, maybe you've idolized the celebrity. Yes, probably you've beaten your meat to their naked pictures or some shit. But I do not think that you seeing them being shagged is gonna make it all that better. Like you'd much rather go view a video of someone who is actually paid to be professional and do all that shit and the angles were done properly. And better than anything, the lighting is good and the video is in HD or even 4K. Like if it's done like that, you'll probably get your rocks off a hell of a lot better. You looking for that sex tape is literally just you chasing hype and it probably won't even be all that good. Like, first of all, I do not even get why people idolize Lori Harvey all that much. I honestly don't think she's that fire of a babe. But then again, that's just me. So I'm very ready to take the L on that one if every other guy comes and is like, oh my goodness, what are you saying? But for the most part, I honestly don't see why it is people are still going on about sex tapes. I kind of feel as though after the Nelly clip and I don't know if it was the game who was involved or, you know, the supposed leaked sex tape by Safari Samuels, like I felt as though people would have probably been tired of that shit by now. Because first of all, that's an old relevance tactic that some celebrities have used. And on top of that, like most of them, at some point you kind of view it and you're like, there was no effort put into it. Like you'd probably expect to get a much better view of shit, but it's not even all that great. Lighting isn't even that good and shit. And in as much as it seems like I'm bitching about lighting a little too much, trust me, lighting when it comes to, you know, sex scenes is a lot. It's not everything, but it's a lot. But anyways, let me stop bitching around about sex tapes that I haven't seen and leave it at that because we have tweets to do and I will move it on. So on to our very first tweet of this episode. If we fuck with protection, I'm not putting my mouth on that. It defeats the purpose, right? Okay, when a babe says this, I can kind of see the sense in it. Because it was a babe that actually did tweet this. 
I can actually sort of see the sense in it. And for those of you all that probably need a bit of better context on this, this babe actually sort of put this out right after the young rapper known as YK Osiris was on IG and claimed that he finds it nasty when people are having casual sex and they go raw. For him, he'll always use a condom even when he's getting head. And to a tiny degree, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. Not that I'm saying anything about small dicks or anything. Don't try and get the wrong puns. But the way I look at it, like, it actually does defeat the purpose. Because when when a shorty is giving you head, yes, there's the pleasure of, you know, having your dick in her mouth and everything. But it's also to sort of lubricate it to a certain degree so that, you know, insertion into the vaginas and all that bad. Like, that's sort of why head kind of exists. Like, that's the more functional reason of head. But when you think about getting head with a condom on, like, there's only two sets of people that I'd probably see wanting to do that. The person who's trying to appease her man who likes getting head all the time and the babe that actually enjoys giving head. Because there are babes like that that exist for some of y'all that actually didn't think of such a thing there are babes that genuinely do enjoy giving head not necessarily to please a man but to please themselves to a certain degree it's kind of like the guys that like eating pussy or like face sitting like they pretty much look at a fine babe and they're like i want you to sit on my face like it's not necessarily to appease the babe but it's also to appease them it's actually mostly to appease them and that one i can kind of see the sense in it and that's why things like, you know, flavored condoms and flavored lube sort of made sense. But what I don't get is when a guy who's wearing a condom wants the babe to give him head while he still has the condom on. Like, give me head before I put on the condom. Or maybe after I've removed it or some shit. If you really want to give me head, that is. But with a condom on, like, bruh, come on. Like, the reason why the mouth is good is because it's kind of like the pussy in that it's warm, it's moist and shit. So why the hell would I bother getting head when I have a condom on yet there's a vagina that I can get the same exact pleasure from? Like you can talk about the lubrication part but it's the condom that needs to be lubricated because most of them usually come already lubed up. So in reality you can actually have sex with a condom on with no head included whatsoever. Although I kind of do get when guys usually talk about them wanting head or them expecting head whether they're wearing a condom or not. Because to a certain degree, head is almost like a part of foreplay now. Like most dudes usually expect, you know, when you start making out and you start getting touchy and clothes come off, at some point before she, you know, puts it in her, she is going to give you some head. You know, it's almost like a precursor to it. You know, it's kind of like when a guy pretty much puts his hand down there and pretty much starts feeling the vagina and shit. Like, it's almost looked at as a precursor to y'all actually beginning to shag. So I can get it, it's just I can't get why you'd want it inside a condom yet you're not really going to be feeling shit and the condom is already lubed up. So at the end of the day, even though people will tell you that, oh, you know, sex is all in the mind, like, I know you're really asking her to do it and you have the condom on, but honestly, come on, bruh. But anyways, all that said and done, I will leave it at that. You know, you can take from it what you will and I will move it on. So on to our very next tweet of this episode. More men should look into hiring sex workers to get their quote-unquote needs met instead of trying to date. Dating is just a guise. A lot of men just want sex and that is evident in their lackluster dating efforts. It could all really be so simple. 
eliminate the middleman, pay for what you want and quit trying to date for pussy. Well, if you kind of look at it that way, I'd probably say that it's probably more cost effective to just get a friends with benefits as opposed to you hiring a sex worker or just getting a full on like shorty that, you know, you sort of finance, but you shag like those would probably work a little bit better than a sex worker. I don't have anything against sex workers, just so any of you would know. Personally, I think that, you know, that is a justified understanding and reasoning behind their existence. And by all means, I do believe that they sort of do have their place in society in one way or another. But thinking that we should just switch up instead of dating, we just get a sex worker is a little bit of a myopic point of view, if I can put it that way. Because in as much as guys enjoy shagging, like guys also like emotional comfort. Like we also like the emotional investment that comes with being in a relationship. And yes, you can say lackluster dating efforts, blah, blah, blah. But there's a lot of guys that don't know how to be good boyfriends in terms of how expressive they are when it comes to dating. And you will actually see that quite a lot. You know, they seem like they're doing the bare minimum, but it's because they haven't known how to give more than the bare minimum. And a lot of times it's the babes that don't tell the guys what it is that they want. They just sit down and expect that he's going to buy you flowers, take you out on dates, buy you nice gifts, take you to nice places and shit. And you literally sit and you just start talking about your friend whose boyfriend did that. And then you expect that he'll get the point. Like, I'm not really trying to call it a shit tactic, but to be quite honest, what the fuck did you really expect him to do? What, like you expected this guy who you got into a relationship with because you believed that he was a very confident person that wasn't moved or shaken by shit to suddenly feel jealous and then decide to do the same thing for you? When you were sort of mentioning it just in passing, you thought he would do what? Think about it deeply and then decide to get it for you and shit? Like come on bruh like even you know that that's a bullshit tactic but you still do it but all in all if that was the tactic that you used if you decided to tell him you know straight up and he did nothing about it i don't think guys hiring sex workers is going to be the answer i think people nowadays have started taking a more segregated view of it and you know now there's like friends with benefits and shit and that kind of works but all in all most guys nowadays in this day and age if you want to be in a relationship you're trying to get into a relationship you're trying to date a chick of course there are going to be a few guys here and there that look at a very fine babe and they're like oh you know i want to be this woman i want to marry you blah 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 and it's mostly just their dick talking but normally there's post-nut clarity to sort of clear that out so most of them don't even end up being in that relationship or dating that babe for a particularly long time. But for most guys, if they actually do want to date you, they actually do want to date you. And there might be an issue with effort and everything, but for the most part, most guys haven't really been taught how to be good boyfriends because most of them just know how to stick to the main things that a guy is supposed to give in a relationship, which is summarized as three Ps, you know, provide, protect, penetrate. You know, it's pretty much those three and they mostly feel like if they can provide for those three Ps, then they feel like they're particularly good. Of course, there's more that they could or probably should give in the relationship, but for the most part, there's too many guys that don't know that. And I feel like instead of all of a sudden just grouping guys and saying, you know what, y'all don't know how to date, go and get yourself sex workers. Probably the aim should be trying to tell the babes, you know what, you have a boyfriend, tell them how you want to be loved so that they can do that for you. 
and if they're not willing to do that for you then probably go and get someone who will simple as that but all in all i could be wrong about this shit but i will leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our very final tweet of this episode y'all be having sex with these people because they look good whole time they're depressed now you sad too sex isn't just sex transferable energy and spirits are real well to be very honest i can't fully confirm nor can i deny factually that the whole spirits and transference is real like i feel like this one is more a case of belief rather than fact and it's part of the reason why i can very openly just choose not to believe in it because i feel like if that were the case then it wouldn't just be negative spirits that are being transferred between person to person like this whole energy thing you know the energy from one person flows through another via sex and shit like if i fully believed in that then i'd probably be trying to shag more rich babes because i'd be getting that rich babe energy and that rich babe energy would probably mean that i make more money and i'd probably be more successful and shit you get me like people usually only ever talk about this shit when it's negative like when someone is depressed when someone has been going through a sad time when it's just been bad luck like people usually like to talk about the transference of energy and spirits in that regard and also my question is if you know the negative is coming to the person who is positive and it's making them negative why can't the positive go into the negative person and make them a little bit more positive like those are some of the questions that i ask when it comes to the whole transferable spirits and energies and shit that people never really strive to answer everyone just likes talking about the negative sides of it by all means am i saying that it's absolute bs no I just feel like there's a lot more answering that needs to be done because people usually only refer to this shit when they're talking about the negative sides of it. And if someone was willing to have this discussion with me on like a fully contextual level, not just on like the negative side of things, then I'd probably want to know a couple of things. Like, you know, how comes if I'm happy, I don't make her happy by shagging her? Or like, you know, how comes I can't transfer my happiness but she can transfer her sadness? Like, is it a gender thing? Is it, you know, a power of the spirits thing? Plus, you know, if I use a condom, do I technically get the energy or not? Or, you know, does my spilling of seed mean that I've transferred a little bit more energy if I come inside or if I pull out and shit? Like, I'd want to know a bunch of these things. And unfortunately, there's no person who believes in this shit that actually is very open to tell me about this. They usually just say that you know what transference of spirits and energy is real and it happens through sex so you should probably not do it with every single person because some people are depressed like i feel like the better way of saying it is you know what some people might have diseases some people are gonna be absolutely garbage to shag and some people you probably shouldn't shag at all but worse still whoever it is that you choose to shag whether they have a disease or not at the end of the day there are consequences for shagging so you should probably be very mindful of who it is that you shag although then again i probably might even be wrong about that because that isn't entirely factually backed so i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on twitter it is at bagak the d that is my personal handle on facebook and on ig it is at break time on website thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly Thank you so much for a great season and I am looking forward to the next season and I will catch you guys on the next break.